0: Sometimes they come from your work colleagues, you know, like just it happens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny
1: how every time we're doing a podcast I get it kind yeah, of, like,
0: just, this this little pressure starts.
1: But I'm not sure. Uh, uh, it's weird. weird. Anyways, I, mean, I I don't know what it is. Big common denominator.
2: <laughs> Maybe something If you're interested in dissolving the origins of disease, finding solutions to your health problems and living a full, meaningful, joyful life, then make sure you tune in for your weekly vitality check each week the team from vitality multi-therapy unpacks illness and explores what it truly means to be healthy join us as we usher in a new paradigm in healing and take a multi-perspective approach to the myriad of challenges that we face in our modern world together we will go well outside the limited box of conventional medicine and find answers and solutions that put you back in the driver's seat of your own health and your life buckle up Join us on this journey, and let's make sure to have a little fun along the way.
1: All right. Welcome back, everyone. Vitality Check, Dr. Jason Lokin out west. West side. J-Bone Terminal, <laughs> and uh, myself, Kevin Lockbray. We are discussing today headaches and our top three solutions for rectifying this pretty common problem, actually that we see quite often in our office. Daily. Really. Um, so maybe what we'll do is start off with the. A...
0: Sometimes they come from your work colleagues, you know, like just it <laughs> happens. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how
1: every time we're doing a podcast, I get it kind yeah, of,
0: just, like, this weench. little pressure
2: starts,
1: but I'm not sure. That's yeah. uh, weird. Anyways, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. The common denominator.
2: <laughs> maybe something to try at the end of this podcast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That well, might
2: yeah. be one of the suggestions. <laughs> So separation.
1: Why don't we try with our uh, our West Coast colleague, mm-hmm. J Bone.
2: All right, so headaches. J Lo. J Lo. Yeah, um, headaches. Yeah, I think this is a huge one so common. Um, I mean, a lot of times you get people coming in that'll say they've got migraines. Now, whether they're actually migraines or just sort of chronic tension headaches, uh, I think either way, it's something that's really bugging people and um, lots of different things to give a try to see.
1: Jay, what so on that note, so why don't we define that a little bit? What, what would be the difference between, let's say, a migraine and a regular headache? Just so, so people know, maybe they, do, they don't even know what they have, right?
2: Yeah. And for the most part, I don't think it even matters that much because I think a lot of the underlying treatments usually still address the whole thing. You know, I think almost like from a conventional medicine approach, we like to really categorize them into their different bubbles. It's like, this is a cluster headache, this is a migraine headache, this is a tension headache, and it's like, you know… They do that kind of more for like how they want to prescribe maybe a specific medication. But the gist of it is like a a migraine is more of like a vascular headache. You get sort of a dilation and a constriction. You can get an aura that goes with it. There can be sort of specific sequelae to that. But I still find a lot of times the underlying roots often still can tie in that. I would say probably most commonly would be more like tension headaches, That's pretty routine and especially now I'd say more than ever tension headaches because they usually tie to stress and tension and posture and a lot of these different things. So I'll jump into my top three. This one's actually... I find this is really hard one to break down to just three because there's there's so many pieces to it. So I may try and figure out a way to sort of blend a couple of them, but I'll I'll do my best. Um, We're going to watch. We're going to listen hard. <laughs> listen with a stick. You need to limit. Chat
1: GPT. It.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's start with posture. I think for the most part. From an osteopathic perspective, you know, you. Check people's necks, and like almost everybody has so much tension at the base of their neck, um, all the way down. That creates so many different troubles, you know. As, as we know, the bulk of the neck is sort of a adaptable area for a lot of other problems in the rest of the body. So you could have problems or tensions in different parts of the body, and the the cervical spine often adapts to it. So it's why sometimes just correcting something at the cervical spine might give temporary relief, but it's not always getting at the root of it a lot. Of the times, there's usually higher up problems that might be more at the base of the head or in the sacrum or the pelvis or all sorts of different areas. But so, a lot of times that needs to be checked. You actually need to go and get someone to actually take a look at that and correct the posture because this is the common posture now. You know, we're supposed to have this part of our ear in line with the middle of our shoulder, and when you watch people, it does not look like that. So to me, it's like, we need to get those those things starting to line back up. It's like, if you check someone on a plumb line, you know, when you're looking at their posture, you want to see where things line up. People are all out of whack on that. And when you're doing that, you're going to have constant tension in different areas of your body that you don't, that are not designed to be holding tension. They're supposed to be in a certain alignment. So they, they naturally sit in balance. So. That could be a bigger piece because there could be a lot of reasons while you're out of posture. But I would say probably one of the biggest ones today is that we spend so much time with these devices in front of our face and we walk around with that. And that's become so commonplace now that I think that in itself we need to be very aware of. and. Check yourself, you know, even, even like take a picture against a plumb line or have, have your therapist take a look at that and just so you can see and then watch the transition when you actually start to do some postural rehabilitation and you, you know, there's a lot of different exercises for that type of stuff. You can probably find lots. I like the ones where you go up against the, the wall, flatten your low back there, get your arms up like this and flatten and see if you can actually be in that position with your low back. You do that most people are like, whoa, their low back flares, their hands start to go like this, their arms go numb. But these (laughs) are really good. (laughs) These are really good. Yeah, a lot of of dural tension. Standing Uh,
0: thoracic extensions, we call those.
2: So those are awesome ones to even get an idea of how much tension do you hold in your body that you might not even be aware of. So posture, really, really big one. I would also go back to, I would say, magnesium. Again, magnesium is a super deficient nutrient in most people. I've checked over the years, honestly, probably thousands of patients for magnesium levels, and I could count on probably two hands how many people were actually in optimal zones. And um, they just don't hold it. it. You don't get in the soil. It's deficient in almost everybody, and we burn through it so fast because it plays into a lot of Roles, particularly around stress response. And most people are too stressed nowadays, so we burn through it. Magnesium is essential for muscle relaxation. So I have found that for a lot of times, for many people, magnesium can be an absolute silver bullet. I, we had recently here, we had my, my, um, my father in law's brother was visiting from he ran for about three months and he's had chronic migraines, daily debilitating migraines. And all we did was I went out and I got him a little um, scooper of a magnesium powder to start to take every day. And his he said his migraines have dramatically lowered over just the last month and a half since he started doing that when I found out that he had chronic migraines, um, without doing anything else other than just that. So it can be an absolute game changer if, if that is on the table for people. Now you can take that orally or you can take it as a magnesium spray around the area too and, uh, and let that go in. Question on the right side yes question hand up
1: (laughs) shocking
0: (laughs) no i just want to know for people listening including myself how much magnesium should people take and
2: can you take too much so if you take too much you're usually going to get diarrhea That's kind of the main, main thing. And those are just always going to be different. But magnesium generally has a pretty, pretty big safety profile. So you can take a fair bit of it with really not too many problems at all. And they recommend it all across the board. Some experts will say you should be getting like a thousand milligrams a day of magnesium, which is a really high dose. I usually find for headaches, a lot of people, if they're getting somewhere between maybe 200 to 400 milligrams of a non- laxative magnesium usually more like a magnesium glycinate or if they can tolerate a magnesium citrate or something like that too that works well i've mentioned before like natural calm or something they're just different versions that you can get but magnesium's really safe for almost everybody but again those are the kind of things that you can always go and talk to your practitioner about so you can kind of dial it in for you and they can do the fine tuning of that with you Perfect. so Thank posture magnesium, you're welcome. And then the third one, so many pieces, but I'm just going to go with, because I'm sure one of you guys is going to pick up on one of the other ones, um, hydration. Mm. Hydration, a lot of people don't drink nearly enough water um we should be getting enough and our tissues our dura the fascia all of that requires hydration to function properly so is you know you can then get yourself massaged and trigger points and all these kind of things but bottom line is like if you don't have enough magnesium and it's not hydrated nothing's going to hold and you're going to be going over and over and over again so get the posture stuff triggered out so that you can get that on track yourself and get things in line and then support it by doing really keeping hydrated so a little bit different for everybody but a good starting point is get up in the morning and start off trying to have a couple of cups of fresh clean water so getting into the type of water can be a whole other discussion we will probably talk about at some point too so
0: kevin loves that topic
2: yeah it's a huge one we'll we'll do that as a topic too around um, around water and the different forms of water that you can get but Uh, <laughs> loves fluoride and chlorine yeah best part does of the body good
0: doing those fluoride rinses yeah oh that's fun yeah.
2: so <laughs> very good <laughs> clean water try and get maybe you know play with getting six to eight cups a day and see how your body feels chances are you probably haven't been getting that much and if you're drinking lots of coffee and and diuretics then you need to try and bump it up even a little bit more so my suggestions magnesium posture and hydration great list
1: David, I'll let you go now because I know if I go first, then you're going to be probably wow. great.
2: All right. Copying sure. all your answers. All,
0: all right. Well, are you, I'm going to be about 15, 20 if you want to just head out for a bit. <laughs> <Just kidding.
1: laughs> well, we brought pillows, so go ahead.
0: Great. All right. So I'm going to, my first one's not quite posture, but almost like that. So I'll say musculoskeletal a little bit. So yeah,
2: what I like to Not a direct people, copy, but kind of a, a partial kind copy. Kind of like That's okay. copy.
0: So this is what I like to give Super people who good, have yeah. headaches. I like to actually steal a line from uh, Doctor Sean Landry, who works with this, that he talks a lot about motion is lotion. I hear that all the time from my office. It's a bit creepy, Pretty but sure I do he hear it. That, <laughs> yeah, he did. So I like to always give people some exercises when they come see me. I think it's really important for a for a treatment plan for them to become involved in their in their therapy, and that's Perfect. a teamwork. And so I commonly give them a few. I give them chin tucks a lot that, you know, double chin kind of chin retraction for the same reasons that Jay, you were saying to do so. So our body's always, everyone's living in a state of adaptation or compensation. I tell my my clients that frequently, like if I assess someone's back, I can always find something wrong in someone's back, right? No one's perfect, but some compensations are better than others. But what is true is that we will compensate all the way up to the base of the cranium, and we really compensate there to not allow strain to go into our higher neurological centers. So that's why we so often see problems at C0, C1, C2. And so like Jay, like you said, like that plumb line, you know, you're standing in for a side view, you know, ear over shoulder, over hip, over lateral malleolus, like that plumb line down, That that's, that's really important. Um, so I always tell people about, you know, the importance of having their head in the right position because you know our our head is our our muscles of our neck are supposed to balance the weight of our head on our neck, and when they're in forward, then we're now we're not balancing. Now we're holding our head on our neck, so our head can go from weighing twelve to fourteen pounds to twenty five, thirty, thirty five pounds, and that's when people come in saying. I have, I carry my stress in my shoulders. I'm like, yeah, that's partially true, but you're also carrying the weight of your head with your shoulders and not allowing those muscles just to have a chance to turn off. Yeah, so, yeah and I the like more that it out- goes
2: forward like this, the increasing amount of weight that you're carrying more and more
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I give them usually, so exercise wise for people who have musculoskeletal stuff is A, being aware of their posture, like Jay, you said earlier. I like to give chin tucks. I get them to do, let's say 10 retractions in a row for, you know, to hold them kind of slow and controlled, but to repeatedly do that throughout their day, you know, five, six times a day. And if they're office workers, you know, really to try to condense that to when they're in front of their screen, in front of their computer monitor. So 20 to 30 every morning, every afternoon at their desk. I also then like to kind of turn that into a full body thing and give them like a combination yoga pose. I get them to do like a child's pose into a cobra to kind of get that whole kind of vertebral column to pump and to kind of just start to create movement. I just want some we some should, movement. We uh,
1: should add a video of you doing that. Yeah, it's like... Amazing. It's it's quite something. Do you tell
2: them to do that while at their office space? That's it. We won't put
1: the audio. Just work from home. Help that that a lot. Ripping going on. (laughs) So,
0: though that's what I start off with. So, musculoskeletal chin tucks. You know, cobra to child's pose, and just that whole kind of alignment for postural stuff. I think can help a lot. So, I'll get into which headaches that helps the most for at the end. The second thing I actually ask people to do is to work on breathing. So you know, I would, you know, we all have stress in our lives. So I would, you know, argue that probably a lot of people's headaches can actually be stress-driven as well. So for the same reasons we've talked about in in previous podcasts about just the regulation of the autonomic nervous system, trying to get people out of that sympathetic state and more into that parasympathetic state, Um, and really just taking the time to calm down, you know, listen to their body, you know, step away from the the irritations or whatever's going on that might be triggering their headache, and just to spend time on themselves. So to spend time on breathing, just to help regulate that system and see if you can help. You know, breathing also helps a lot of our diaphragms, right? We've got our tentorium cerebelli, these these diaphragms in our body that are supposed to work synchronously. Uh, so it's a way of just ensuring tr- proper pressure gradients, fluid dynamics, hormone regulation. We've talked about this before, and we'll probably talk about this again in a future in a future episode how important that can be just for regulation of the body itself. So breathing for sure is another strategy I would recommend for headaches. Um, and then third, I would say almost to see someone, like to, to make a consultation. If if headaches are something you've had and they're not transient, it's something that's become a pattern in your life, I think it's important to go see someone to help you along that path. And I say that because, you know, as osteopaths, we understand that these headaches can come. I know it's not a very well understood um phenomenon if you will at large but you know we see patterns in our practice all the time so you know what i said my first example musculoskeletal if someone comes in complaining of occipital headaches it's pretty well understood in the literature that's coming from the neck so we could give neck specific exercises to help that but people who have headaches like let's say behind the eyes or in their forehead or in their temples like some of these zones we feel relate to different zones of their body and there are strategies and, and, you know, treatment techniques that we can use that I think can help people overcome such things. So, you know, someone who's suffering from chronic headaches, I think it's, it's worthwhile to reach out to your, you not know, to your doctor first, if you need to, or your alternative practitioner to see what strategies they can use to help that. For example, a lot of these forehead, um, the headaches tend to be digestive in nature. We can look at liver and gallbladder and different zones to see, you know, what's happening. What are the triggers? What brings them on? There's a lot of history taking we can do to help see if we can narrow that down. And the average person doesn't take the time to reflect and see if there are any patterns to that. And that's one of the benefits of seeing any healthcare practitioner is just to really break it down and and try to decipher if there are any, you know, commonalities or triggers that maybe are coming into play. So there's that, there's, you know, behind the eyes, makes us think of maybe the sphenoid and the and the sphenobasilar symphysis and maybe a cranial uh, fault that we could work on. And this can go on and on and on for different reasons. Is there trauma? Is there not trauma? Has there been a head injury or a concussion? You know, this list can get very extensive. So my top three, for sure, musculoskeletal, exercise prescription for that, breathing to help regulate the nervous system. And for someone who's having headaches that are I'd say chronic in nature, same location. Perhaps it's best to see a, a practitioner that can help them determine maybe what the root causes are and then implement some strategies on how to overcome.
2: Nice. Posture, breathing, seek professional help. Done. Nice. Kevin? Wow. Is there anything left? Still know. lots.
1: You know? We should have a timer. Are you? A, <laughs> you look awestruck. <laughs> I have a headache actually. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh, you're the best. Uh, okay. Uh, well, let's go in a weird way, I guess. We'll uh, we'll that's, go with what's that's what we're expecting. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, I guess again, if we look at uh, the the autonomic nervous system or the nervous system altogether, a lot of stuff that can affect people. And Let's say we're obviously talking about headaches. If we look from a uh, uh, German new medicine uh, kind of uh, mind body kind of connection, there can be the uh, the effects of uh, what people feel as an intellectual attack. So when people feel as if what they think or what they're saying is, is uh, being attacked uh, quite often, people will have headaches or if they feel like they're not being understood or not uh, heard or what they're saying is important. Those types of things can lead to some of these uh, aspects as well. So that is definitely one. So Uh, a kind of a trick to get away from that is is quite often is getting pulled away from what what we are as our true nature so it's to have things in place to know that you know when we get stuck in the mind and and uh the ego or or whatever starts taking over these are things that can again make the body act in in imbalance so what can we do to uh bring ourselves back into balance well we talked about that in the previous podcast like you guys talked about today definitely breathing techniques maybe some meditation technique one in particular the heart focus technique that brings you uh, a quick easy way to bring you out, out of being stuck in the mind into back into being present in the body being a little more heart focused so um this is something that potentially we could uh actually put in the show notes is maybe have a little bit of a meditation on heart focus technique very very basic takes 30 seconds uh you can switch from one state to the next uh, very very quickly uh so that is one uh two definitely like you guys mentioned there are so many physiological anatomical uh, impacts on on headaches uh that are super important like Jason uh, mentioned uh about the and you you mentioned as well
2: As Jason's mentioned,
1: I'm not (laughs) going to say what I call you, but Um, (laughs) so the upper T spine is definitely a zone that is uh, targeted so much by the way we sit, by stressors we have, by uh, anxieties, by all these things that can create tension. uh, And then the neck suffers, which then impacts blood flow to the head and and all the regulatory processes uh, involved there. So one of the ones like Jason talked about, uh, being up against the wall and, and having the the arms going up and down. There's often one I'll give where I I get the patient to put their hands behind their, their neck and face the wall and then slide the elbows up and down the wall to allow for a proper extension of the T-spine. Uh, so again, a lot of these issues boil down to having lack of mobility in certain areas of the body that uh, are so easily worked on by just doing a little more regular mobility exercise specific to that area. So as Jay said before, uh, the, that T-spine area is so crucial for so many things. So one being more mobile there, you're going to help with uh, more regulatory processes in the body, whether it be digestion and all these types of uh, regulatory process. So we want to make sure that people are a little more mobile in that zone to help out with anything going up to the head. So that's number, oh, well, that is number three. So, ANS, I, I had the uh, the uh, psychosomatic impact of uh, the intellectual attack. So, making sure that, you know, uh, it's just looking at, is there something maybe I'm thinking or saying that I feel I'm not being valued on? That's really important too, especially in chronic cases. And then we have the, uh, the physiological impact of the upper T-spine and dural tension that lead up from that.
2: That's awesome. I think that all sounds really good. We, I think we've got a couple of different variations. I know we do one called um, Having Troubles, Making Decisions, um and then a meditation called Accessing Your Heart's Wisdom. So we'll put a link in the show notes for that. And I think, Kevin, you've got something along the same lines too. So we'll put a couple of links in there where people can go and access those. They're free downloads. I actually think they're incredibly important because once you get, get used, used to
0: my child's pose to Cobra if you want to see that
2: <laughs> I think that might go viral <laughs> good. A good good feeling on that
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. all right so um, I think we covered lots and even on this topic I still feel like we could do like a part two on headaches and probably yeah. go into a whole bunch of other stuff because there's some other big ones it was hard narrowing this down but I think that gives you guys some really good pieces to start to experiment with and again if this is helpful, share this with other people, help us get the message out as much as we can, and let us know what worked. I'm always curious. It's always helpful too when people hear comments of what worked for them, what they did, what didn't work, you know, and, and it's it gives other people chances to start to um, play with it a little bit.
0: Well, like you said, there's so many different strategies out there. So there's many others we haven't covered and maybe that will work it's for someone activity. else.
1: That's
2: Absolutely. right, that's
1: right.
2: Moving. Move the blood, motion is lotion. Motion is lotion. All right, everybody, until next time. Thanks so much.
0: Take care.